We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for March 24th, 2013. And we're going to switch gears a little bit more. We've kind of started to mention some of the things uh, regarding Islam and the Muslims. And the last part's going to be, if I can get this done in one last part, is going to be kind of devoted more to that. Because there's always new stuff coming up with what the evil that Islam is trying to perpetuate. And the first one we have is entitled Burqas for Babies. Saudi cleric's new fatwa causes controversy. A Saudi cleric has called for all female babies, these are babies, to be fully covered by wearing the face veil, commonly known as the burqa. Citing reports that little of little girls being sexually molested. Now, I, I start off with this just so you can get a good feel for the depravity of particularly Islamic men we're talking about here. In a TV interview on Islamic TV, Sheikh Abdullah Daoud. I need to change my name to Sheikh, I think. I mean, I could be a Sheikh. The Sheikh from Arabic, I don't know. Sheikh Abdul Daoud stressed that wearing the veil will protect baby girls. My comment. This is beyond debased and debauched. So I guess what they are saying, because let's read between the lines here. I guess what they're saying here is that these debauched, demon-possessed, Islamic men have so little self-control that if the baby girls are not veiled, these are babies we're talking about here, if they're not veiled, there is a good chance they will be raped due to the uncontrollable pedophilic inclinations of these hell-bound, wretched, evil, Muslim devils. That's what they're saying here. I, I, I just gave you the interpretation of why this sheik had to make this announcement. That's why. I want to give you the full, unadulterated interpretation of why this would need... Can you imagine veiling a baby girl? A baby girl we're talking about here. I mean, it's exactly what I just said. That's why. Who even thinks that way unless you are totally demon-possessed? Who even goes there in their minds? Oh, yeah, we better put a veil on her because, you know, I, I just... This is Islam in all of its disgustingly debauched, tainted glory. This is Islam. This is how evil and how little self-control many Islamic men have. So it's the baby's fault that she's not veiled. And that's why they're getting raped. Because the baby obviously has, you know, full cognizance of, you know, what wardrobe choices they're making. 
Next report. Celebrity Saudi preacher who raped and tortured his five-year-old daughter to death escapes with light sentence. Campaign to give women and children better protection, gaining momentum. A Saudi Islamic preacher who tortured his five-year-old daughter to death has been released after agreeing to pay, quote, blood money. His five-year-old daughter died in October, having suffered multiple injuries, including a crushed skull, broken ribs, and a broken left arm. Extensive bruising and burns, the child had also been repeatedly raped in every way possible, according to the nurse, in every way possible. And burned, supposedly, because her demon-possessed father was fearful she had lost her virginity. A five-year-old. He, uh, there's a lot of really promiscuous five-year-olds that I know of going around, you know, losing their virginity because they're promiscuous. He, he had to do this, evidently, because he was fearful she had lost her virginity. Here's a picture of her. These are the ones I have a really, really tough time holding back on. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. That's the hardest thing when you see something like this, is the not sinning part, with your mouth, with your tongue. Because, it's almost like I read this, and I was like, it's almost like hell's too good for you. He was fearful she had lost her virginity. So, his, his solution is, okay, I think she's lost her virginity. Based on what? Because of this fear, I, being such a holy Muslim man, am going to turn around, crush her skull, break her ribs, break her arm, burn her, and sexually molest her in every way possible. Because evidently, that's going to make it okay. That's going to evidently compensate for this fear of her. How does that make sense? Now she really has lost her virginity to you, you sickening, disgusting maggot from the pit of hell. Now she has really lost it to her own dad. What kind of flippin' animal does something like that? Who even thinks that way? I just, it, it's just unbelievable the atrocities this devil death cult commits on a daily basis and they're given a free pass over and over again. This guy's out of jail because he paid the blood money. Her father, Fahan al-Gamadi, is a prominent Islamic preacher. So he's a man of the cloth. Oh, I mean, you know, hey, who better to follow in this devil death cult? Than a, than a guy like this. Who better to follow? He's a prominent Islamic preacher who regularly appears on television in Saudi Arabia. What a great example he's setting for his flock. You know? Served only a few months in jail despite admitting having used a cane and cables to inflict the injuries. To a poor little five-year-old girl. How on God's green earth, could you even possibly live with yourself after you had done such a thing? I can understand if he turned around and blew his brains out, which would have been doing the, the world a tremendous service. 
had he done that. But no, he goes on, still self-righteous, justifying his disgusting, debauched actions and paying blood money to get off. I pray that God hunt every one of these devils down in the name of Jesus Christ in whatever manner he sees fit and annihilate them off the planet. Because these, they're not even human. I don't know what they are. They are so far been overturned over to a reprobate mind. There is no way in the planet a guy like this could ever get saved. I, I just don't believe it. If you are that far gone, if your heart is that black, if you have been so turned over to a reprobate mind, you are just wicked. You were, I mean, the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. He is a tear. He is a vessel of wrath fitted or prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. If he's not, I don't know who is. I pray that God would destroy them, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of his doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart would glory, as Psalm 64 says. Because when God judges the wicked, good things always happen. And we need more judgment of the wicked. Because there is so little judgment of wickedness on this planet, most likely due to the few amount of Christians, that, the few amount of true Christians that are here, and probably even the fewer amount of them that are even praying for God's judgment on wickedness. And I'm not indicting anybody. I'm just saying I doubt there's a lot of prayer going up regarding this. But I think it's important. I don't think those imprecatory prayers were in there and the, the imprecatory psalms were in there for no reason. Particularly regarding such a time as this. There's unspeakable atrocities being committed across the globe. And I just pray God intervenes on behalf of the on behalf of these little ones, on behalf of the innocent, on behalf of the innocent women and children and animals and whoever whoever's being tortured or beaten or, or having satanic things done to them. I, I just pray God would intervene in every situation like this on behalf of them and that their their little precious souls be saved at the earliest possible ages. Because no good can come of this. No good. This is pure wickedness. A social worker um, from the hospital where Lama was admitted, that was her name, Lama, said the girl's back was broken and that she had been repeatedly raped in every way, shape, and form. There's a picture of this guy. I, I, I can't even look at it. I can't even hardly look at the guy's face. He's so evil looking. I, I just don't, I, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't compute to me how this can happen. I, I just can't. There's a picture of him here if you want to see it. Pray for him. <laughs> so, her injuries were then burned, presumably to cover them up. So he's such a stinking coward. He went and burned the injury sites so that it would look like she got burned and that, that you couldn't see, like I guess, the bruises or whatever. 
This is what a stinking coward this devil is. And there's, I guarantee you, there's millions like him in Islam. Millions. Rather than the death penalty or a long prison sentence, the judge in this case ruled the prosecution could only seek, quote, blood money. According to activists, the money is compensation to the next of kin under Islamic law. So I can do all of this debauched evil stuff to your, you know, whatever. And I'll just give you some blood money, pay you off. That's really holy and righteous. This is Islam. This is the face of Islam, right here, this guy, and this atrocity. This is the core of Islam, and it's only going to get worse as they gain more power. This will only become more and more frequent. I mean, they're over there beheading. I heard there was this, Alex Jones talked something about how there was that video of, of them beheading Christians. I can't watch that stuff. I just, I mean, you know, they're, these are some seriously, seriously evil evil race of people uh, or, or religious sect of people. Here's a picture of them. Um, activists said the judge ruled the few months Al Gamidi spent in prison since his arrest in November was sufficient punishment. The judge. Yeah, I mean, God rained down his fury on that devil too, that black-robed devil, whoever pronounced this. This is Islam. This is Shahara law. One of them we call evil good and good evil. That's what it is. You're rewarded for doing evil. And, you know, good is not permitted because good comes from the word of God, comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, and they don't want anything to do with him. He has reportedly agreed to pay 31,000 pounds, which is believed to have gone to Lama's mother. Must be nice. It's kind of like the Catholic indulgence system. You can commit this massive atrocity and just pay them off. Well, here's, here's what it's going to cost you. The amount, this is even more disgusting, the amount is half what would have been paid to paid if Lama had been a boy. So if Lama was a boy, it'd be double. But because she's a little girl, it's half. Because girls aren't, you know, worth as much in their society. Or in so many societies. Which is just sickening. Oh man, I, they, this is so hard for me to report on this stuff. Activists say under Islamic laws, a father cannot be executed for murdering his children. That's, that's good, that's really righteous. Can't be, they can't be executed. Now, don't you know in the back of their mind, they know that. If this little cowardly devil from the pit of hell really thought that he was going to be executed for his actions, you better believe he wouldn't have done it, or he would have found some other way to do it. No, he knows he's not going to be executed. He knows he's just going to be able to pay, pay off whoever. He's probably got tons of money. He's a prominent Islamic preacher on TV. He's setting a great example. Guaranteed, this is going to embolden Islamic men in general, when they see this. Because they're going to be like, oh, I've been wanting to do that so long, you know. And they'll do the same thing. They'll follow him. He's their, he's their mentor. He is, literally. To who knows how many thousands of Islamic men. And women. I don't know what his following is. 
Husbands can also not be executed for murdering their wives, the group says. Thank you, murder your wives or your kids. Just a matter of, do you have enough money to cover it? This is Islam. Three Saudi activists who started with the women's right drive, the women's right to drive campaign, have raised objections to the ruling. My comment, where are the Christians? I mean, a social media campaign is now gaining momentum after the ruling was publicized that launched a campaign on Twitter using hashtag Anna Lama, which is translated I am Lama, calling for better protection for children and women. Local reports say public anger in Saudi Arabia is also growing, and authorities have said they will create a 24-hour hotline to take calls about child abuse. Yeah, fat chance of that ever going anywhere in a totally Islamically controlled country like that. I understand Christians aren't even probably even any part of the population. They're a total risk, I understand. But I'm just talking about Christians outside. Like, why... Why aren't all these big ministries that exist that have millions and millions of dollars at their exposure, at, at their disposal, why wouldn't they issue, like, gigantic sweeping, sweeping public condemnations? Of course, if they're not even going to do that against the abortion clinics in America, you know what I mean, in mass, I mean, really boots-on-the-road type of thing. If they're not going to do that, then, you know, they're probably not going to say anything about this, because it'd be politically incorrect. Don Boys, who's, who I've quoted many times, weighs in on the subject by saying, because he issued a report about this, he says, I've had it up to here, enough is enough, it is time to recognize that traditional Islam is backward, bloody, brutal, and beast-like. Moreover, I am weary of people who can't get indignant over honor killings, general mutilation of little girls, and the creeping Shahara law in America. It is not to generalize, but generally speaking, Muslims who follow the Quran as a holy book are dangerous, deceived, and deadly people. U.S. Muslims are waiting until they have the influence to strike, and they will strike. I've already quoted that. I left out a ton of stories this time. I'll probably try to get it in an upcoming teaching on all of the things that they're planning on doing to America. All of the things. I left those out because I, I just, I, you know, the, pay, the study was over 20 pages as it was. And story after story after story. Let me just read you some of those. I'm, not, I'm just going to read you the titles, that's it. Um, Ex-member, Muslim Brotherhood has secret societies in 80 nations, including U.S. Jihadists call for murder of U.S. pastor, critics of radical Islam, and U.S. heads of state. Iranians celebrate Revolution Day, chaining death to America. Um, Here's one. U.S. warned Al-Qaeda, who who we created and who we fund, as we just proved that, Al-Qaeda hit squads coming to America. You know? These are these are the stories that are that I left out for today because I couldn't get to them all. Let's go back to the main story here. So, U.S. Muslims are waiting until they have the influence to strike, and they will strike. Only uneducated fools would say otherwise. Islamic leaders have already demanded Sharia law, uh, Sharia law, sorry, Sharia law in the U.S. 
Canada, and Britain. Sharia is not only a judicial system. It is a barbaric way of life that every Muslim must follow. Muslim ferociousness has been common for more than 1,400 years in other nations. It's from its inception when Muhammad was there. Here we have a little cartoon, which is very accurate, which is where we have Sharia law, and it shows some bearded devil Muslim getting ready to chop off some most likely innocent person's head. And the police is standing there watching it, and a lady, a bystander lady comes up to the police and says something about, can't you stop this? And he says, but ma'am, interfering with Sharia law would constitute a hate crime. Because we've got to protect Sharia law. We've got to protect wickedness and evil. We can't say anything against Islam because it's a holy religion and a religion of peace, even though they're killing and raping and destroying and mutilating. and We just need to keep our mouth shut about that. And that's true. Where, where Sharia law is enacted, this is, the, this is the norm. The killer was arrested after all, um, and this is Don Boyce's comment, the killer was arrested after, after all, there are some limitations even for barbarians. He was tried and found guilty and served three months in prison and paid a $50,000 fine that was blood money for the mother's family. Had the victim been a male, his fine would have been 100000 Yes, it's Saudi Arabia's business on how they handle the Sharia justice system run by imams, but it is a dirty business that no civilized nation should have anything to do with. Remember that as I get into the coming articles. In the enlightened kingdom of Saudi Arabia, a Muslim cannot be executed for murdering his wife or children. This is Islam. That, that nation is our friend. I'm not interested... Interested in having such friends as that. So then, his next article says: require all U.S. Muslims to repudiate the atrocities in Saudi Arabia or be deported. Wouldn't that be a grand day? Deport all the illegal aliens back to where they're from. Deport the the, the Islamic terrorist cells that are here that are bent on America's destruction. Get them out of here too. Should have never been here in the first place. Next report. And this this is probably more amazing in a really disgusting way to me than anything. Staggering numbers of women converting to Islam. I'm not talking about women that are born into this and this is all they know. I'm looking here at a picture of a cute white woman in a car, looks like she had just gotten married. I don't know if this was when. when she, I guess this was when she married the Islam guy. And then there's another picture of her in a burqa uh, with just her face showing. And um, her name was Amit. Kurbanovia became radicalized in Islam after converting to Islam. Kurbanova blew herself up, killing seven people with her inside a mosque after hearing the clerics speaking against the radicalized Muslims in Russia's Dagestan region. <laughs> what? This is somebody that converted to Islam. A, a, a Caucasian, a white girl, looked all American, I mean, I know she's not American, but 
She blew herself up. Suicide bomb. Inside a mosque. Just because the cleric was speaking against the radicalization of Muslims. The, the cleric actually had, must have had somewhat half a brain in his head. She's like, no, I must die for Allah. What? It's insane. The first thing, I think this is the same girl, the Dutch girl did, once she converted to Islam, was change her name. To Sumaya, she says, because she was the first martyr. So, that was the first thing she did when she converted to Islam, change her name, to the first martyr woman. She was prepared to die for Allah, quote, right from the get-go, man. Soimaya is one of the wave of tens of thousands of Westerners who convert to Islam every year. Tens of thousands. I can't even possibly comprehend why a woman who had any faculty of thought in her head would want to convert to this barb... I mean, of all things, women get treated the worst in this death cult than any other religion I'm aware of. Now, I'm not saying maybe there's not exceptions, but overall, a woman in Islam is about as bad as you're going you're gonna to have it in this life from a religious standpoint. I, it does not compute to me. Tens of thousands of Westerners who convert to Islam every year, more than 75% of whom, astonishingly, are women. Most of them are women, 75%. You would think that women would see this and shriek in horror and run to even get out of the countries where this is taking over. Equally surprising is the fact that most of these women gravitate to the conservative or the radicalized Islamic groups. More the more misogynistic and then the oppressive ones, insisting all the while that they feel liberated and free. They're lying right through their teeth as they say that. Reading through dozens of stories of such women, one can't help but to notice the similarities among them. All claim to have embraced Islam of their own free will. Yet an overwhelming majority, like Soy Soimaya, converted only after dating or wedding a Muslim man. I have a comment here about that. Notice, they only converted, they might have dated them, and they might have, you know, but they only converted after dating or wedding a Muslim man. My comment, the act of being sexually involved with an Islamic man and or consummating a marriage like this, defi- this defiles and infuses the devils and curses associated with Islam into the bride like no other amount of brainwashing ever would. That's why the Bible says, above all, flee fornication. We, we sure know they weren't joined by God. The Bible says, that which God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. Let not man split apart. If he joined you together in biblical holy matrimony, marriage, okay, this isn't the case. 
We know that. Okay? God never ordained one Islamic marriage, ever. Period. It's contradictory to the word of God. So, in other words, this is like just, you know, nothing good about this can come up, uh, up, uh, from this consummating of marriage. And this defiles and infuses the devils and demons associated with Islam into the bride like no other amount of brainwashing ever would. It's the exact same reason Aleister Crowley, known as the 666, the beast, whatever, most wickedest man supposedly lived in the 1900s. This is why he would always brag about molesting little boys. And that that was the highest thing that he could possibly do. Stealing their innocence. Literally infusing them with devils and demons. Through the sexual acts and processes. That's why they do it. That's why occultists do it. They're vampirizing their innocence. And at the same time, they're literally infusing them with devils and demons. It's a, it's a proven fact that most people that are uh, like men that are gay. And even women are typically... The greatest common denominator is them being abused by a same-sex partner at an early age. It's because the devil knows that's the best way to get devils into them. Sexual sins are like another classification that, that's literally defiling your temple. Defiling your soul. It's not like going and in, in, in stealing a piece of candy from a girl. I'm not saying that's right or something, but it's a whole other different classification. And this is why the devil is always trying to get people involved in sexual sins, for that reason. And this is a great example. I think there's, it's no, it's no um, coincidence that an overwhelming majority of these women convert, only, convert to Islam only after dating or wedding a Muslim man. It's no coincidence. So, after they start to initiate in these sexual contacts which are not ordained of God, we know that, from that point forward, she changes in every way and becomes a radicalized Islamic wife and a follower of Allah. Because she's got those specific demons specifically related to that devil death cult infusing her. Most of these young women displayed little self-confidence or ability to define their own values and behavior. Qualities that make them easily influenced by others and susceptible especially to those who offer up a lifestyle option that relinquishes them from responsibility for their actions, that gives them a code of behavior and the ease of attributing what they do or wear or eat to God and not to self. Over and over, for instance, young female converts speak of wanting to be a good Muslim and a good wife where these two attributes then become equated. Okay, so becoming a good Muslim, if Allah is saying it, that's the same thing as becoming a good wife, and I need to do whatever Allah is saying. If that's strapping a nail bomb on my back and running into running into a uh, whatever a cafe and blowing everybody up, then that's what I got to do. Okay, so continuing, indeed, as the BBC reported as early as 2010, often Muslim women are targeted by more knowledgeable. Uh, I'm sorry, they're targeted by more. Ex- extremist recruiters for jihad, that word means holy war to the Muslim, precisely for their willingness to follow the advice of more, quote, knowledgeable Muslims and the commands and demands of Muslim men. 
Islamists often prey on their emotions, exposing these girls to videos of child victims of war in Iraq and Afghanistan, while explaining the importance of violent jihad. Yeah, they really have their best interests at heart, too. I mean, obviously, these Muslim guys. They're just willing to use their, their, their new brides up and, and let them, you know, kill themselves. <laughs> but again, this is Islam in all of its disgusting glory. Next report. Female, gen- female genital mutilation on the rise in the United States. I've reported on this many times, what they do to these little girls. Here we see a picture of a girl, it's just a silhouette, her name's Katie. She's a female genital mutilation escapee. They do this without anesthesia. I I remember the one report where the lady's like, okay, if you want a sharp razor, a fresh razor blade, it's going to cost you another how much more money, because I use the dull ones if you don't. This is Islam, you know? Circumcision is obligatory for both men and women. This is from this is quoted in the Reliance of the Traveler, a classic manual of, of Islamic sacred law. Obligatory. That means it's obligated that you do this. You should do this if you're a good Muslim. And this would include these women converts. If they're really being true to the old good moon god Allah, of course, there's nothing good about that devil. They're really being true to Allah. They're going to be a. They're going to get you know, the general mutilation thing going on. Incredible as it may seem that such a barbaric practice as FGM, which is female genital mutilation, should exist in the U.S., Congress found it compelling enough in 1996 that it directed the Department of Health and Human Services to develop estimates on how many women and girls either have suffered FGM or were at risk of being subjected to it. The initial report, based on 1990 data, this is 1990, okay? This is like 23 years ago, found that some 168,000 women and girls in the U.S. fit this category. Now, you know they're not getting an accurate head count here. There's no way. As secretive as Islam is, there's no way they were getting... Who knows what that number really was? And this is in 1990. A new sanctuary for family study based on 2000 census data and work by the African Women's Health Center found that the numbers of those had risen to 228,000 now in 2000. Now again, that was 13 years ago. Which was a 35% increase. Who knows what it is today? The way America is becoming radicalized Islamically, which is all part of the New World Order's plan. If it's evil, they want it to increase. That's why. That's what it boils down to. A federal criminal code, uh, 18 U.S.C. 116, U.S. Code Section 116, makes FGM illegal in the U.S., although only some 20 states also criminalize it. As of 2012, however, there have been no prosecutions for female genital mutilation under federal law and only one case brought under a state statute. That's how serious our good old government is as, as enforcing this crime, federal criminal crime code. 
They're really serious about it. I mean, they're conservatively admitting that in 2000, there were 228,000 women that had got this. But there's never been one prosecution for this crime, ever. This is the protected status that Islam has in this country, which is growing by the day. It's protected status. You want to see more evidence? Next article. Students made to wear burqas in Texas. This is from February 26. Sharia keeps on creeping and creeping and creeping. Sharia law. There's a new controversy in Texas involving the online public school curriculum C-Scope, which has already been the subject of of a heated debate and state legislative hearings. There are reports now that students are made to wear Muslim burqas as part of their public school lessons. They're made to wear them. It's not optional. And it shows um, these girls in a Texas schoolroom in them. We see it. I mean, you, you can see a picture. Their faces are blurred to protect their identity, but this is a, this is on U.S. soil. You, you know, you got to wonder what's happening to them when they put one of these burqas on. I mean, I, I don't know the demonic exchange here, but the, this is a cursed religion, everything about it. And it sure can't be helping them doing this from a demonic infestation standpoint. I'm not saying they get demon-possessed because they put a burqa on, but it's sure not of God. We know that. Okay? And why, if there was no spiritual baggage with this, if there was no spiritual baggage, why would they be so obsessed with getting them into burqas? Why? You know? Because Satan has an agenda here. I mean, I understand. Yes, well, you're conditioning them to wear the burqa, and and if you do it today, then it won't be you know shocking if you have more and more people trying to do it tomorrow, and more people accept it because they've seen it before. Okay, I, I think there's a demonic component as well, though. C-Scope has been facing criticism over its alleged Islamic and anti-American bias. It is a curriculum management system now used in 80 percent of Texas classrooms. 80% C-Scope is being used in. And they're having to wear burqas. And that's just part of what they're doing. C-Scope has come under fire for controversial curriculum content, including accusations of multiple le- lessons showing a pro-Islamic agenda. Imagine that. C-Scope proponents have denied the existence of such lessons, or when faced with documentation, have dismissed critics' claims as exaggerations. Well, isn't that convenient? However, in Lumberton, Texas this week, high school girls were made to wear burqas as part of a C-scope study of Islam. One student quoted the teacher as saying, quote, we are going to have to work to change your perception of Islam, end of quote. Oh, really? I wish I could go in there and teach. I wish I could do a video teaching for all public school kids in America. I wish they could just see this last part that I'm going to get into. So we could really... You know, take the old uh, veil off of Islam and really look at it for what it is. So everybody could get a good gander at what it really is. You know? Let's get under the hood. Let's see what it's really all about. You know? uh, You know, just broadcast it. You know, I'll do a series of teachings for all public school children that they can pipe into their classroom to counterbalance this garbage. I bet you if they got a real look at this, that that there would be some gigantic, gigantic public outcry. 
But they're not getting the truth. They're only getting lies. They're only getting watered-down lies and propagation of this garbage. That's why you can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you buy into this, you know, it's a very bad thing. So they're saying, we are going to work to change your perception of Islam. The teacher in the Burqa lesson, according to the student, also said, quote, I do not necessarily agree with this, but I'm supposed to teach you that we are not to call these peoples terrorists anymore, but freedom fighters. Freedom fighters. They're not terrorists when they go around and chop up Christians and, you know, blow up people for no reason other than that they don't want to convert to Islam or or submit to Allah. They're freedom fighters. They're fighting for their freedom. Yeah, right. Like, people are trying to go into Saudi Arabia and take away their freedom. No, they want to take away your freedom. Your freedom to worship God. Your freedom to read the Bible. In fact, they want to behead you. They're the ones that want your freedom. Freedom fighters. Just more lies heaped upon more lies heaped upon more lies. According to the student in the class, the lesson was to teach about the life of women in Islam. The burqa exercise focused on fashion. Because they are really fashionable. You know. And did not include the fact that in many Muslim communities, women who appear in public without a burqa face being beaten, imprisoned, or murdered by family members, vigilante groups, and even the state. They will. If you're even seen in public with a man, and I'm talking about you're not even married, you could be, you, then they have been stoned, beheaded, killed, just seen in public. Oh, but it's okay to go and take your five-year-old and beat her, kill her, break about every bone in her body, crush her skull, burn her, and rape her in every way, shape, and form. That's okay, though. That's, that's okay. Just get a little slight clap on the wrist. But don't you dare be seen out in public with a man. Or even seen driving, for that matter, as a woman. That, that's, that's also very, very bad. I can't believe any woman in the right mind would possibly want anything to do with this, this death cult. I, it, just, it just is so incomprehensible for me. I'm on the woman's side. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be a voice of reason to the women that would even think about this, of all things, a woman joining this. You know, that show Not Without My Child with Sally Field. That's a good, that's a good um, example of what they're capable of. Except they're even capable of way more than even what was went on in that show. I think you can see it up on YouTube now. Kim, Not Without My Child. I mean, you really feel the walls closing in in that movie. And, and it, I, I'm sure it's probably even worse, you know, now, and, and in certain instances, worse than what is portrayed. At the end of the class, the students were assigned to write a paper about Egypt. According to one student, they were instructed to discuss, quote, how Egypt was a good country under, until democracy took over. Oh, boy. And that things were finally corrected when the Muslim Brotherhood came into power. Because we know everything they touch. It's like the Midas touch. Everything that they touch turned to gold. You know? It always is more... Everything's more productive. People are happier. 
you know, you have buttercups and pixie sticks everywhere you turn, man. I mean, it's just a utopic life under strict Sharia Islamic law and the Muslim Brotherhood, that, that band of terrorists that are bent on destroying and killing and maiming anyone who dare not convert to Islam, the great Satan, America, and the Jews. What's not the like? You know, where do I sign up? So yeah, this is what they're being taught in schools. Muslim women are portrayed as liberated in C-scope literature. Isn't that isn't it amazing that the most unliberated people, a sect of women on the planet probably, but they've got to constantly proclaim how, oh, I've made this choice of my own free will and I'm liberated. And I love it. <laughs> Come on. In a lesson title, and, and they're saying this all through the, the, the face mask of a burqa. Makes sense. Yeah, you look liberated. I mean, you look like you are your own woman all the way. You know, you've really arrived. In a lesson entitled, Thinking About Sexuality, that utilizes a series of film clips, students are asked, quote, what do the women portrayed in these film clips think Islam teaches about sexuality? I mean, you talk about warped and evil and twisted and, and disgusting. Islam and sexuality. I've already given you some examples today with the five-year-old, you know, being brutally tortured, raped, beaten, that general female genital mutilation. I mean, what's not to like for a woman, you know, in this death call? I mean, I don't know. And then also, how are their thoughts similar or dissimilar to your own ideas about sexuality? <laughs> how sickening. Next report. Texas is now teaching Allah is the Almighty God and how to convert to Islam. Yep. In the 70... <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so starting over. In the 70% of public uh, Texas public schools where a private per- curriculum has been installed, students are learning the fact, the, the supposed fact, but it's a lie, that Allah is the Almighty God. Now, the thing is, is, is if, if Allah was the God of the Bible, why then would the Bible and the Quran and all the other unholy writings of the, of the Islamic uh, faith totally conflict and contradict one another? It, it can't be the same God we're worshipping. It cannot be. A cursory look a cliff note cursory look would, would easily show that to be the case. Okay? But they're being taught that Allah is Almighty God, uh, and this is a charge of critics of a new online curriculum that is facing condemnation for its secrecy and, res- and restrictions on oversight. Imagine that. And guess what? It's the C-scope again that we talked about. And isn't that funny? They want to be real secret about it. Why? Because they don't want to be exposed. And they don't want to have any oversight because they don't want any... any uh, infidels telling them what to do, you know, which is how they view, which is what they call the um, the uh, people that are non-believers in Islam, infidels. And the infidels are reserved for a burning, roasting hell, is what they say in the Quran. And that you should destroy and kill and behead the infidels and show no mercy upon them and lie to them for the sake of Allah. I mean, it's, I've read the quotes right out of the Quran many occasions. Kian, if you don't believe any of this, Kian Islam, Kian Muslim, uh, 
do it separately in the keyword search box. I mean, there's so many teachings I've done on this. It's not my stuff. It's just documenting what this devil death cult does on a daily basis. It's very, very easy to expose them. But the mainstream media goes out of the way to cover this up and, and not expose it. Uh, so the program called C-Scope is a private venture operating under the umbrella of the Texas Education Service Center Curriculum Collaborative. Oh, that's a nice sounding name. The critics say the studios, the studies border on proselytizing. Meaning they're trying to literally convert people over to Islam. In one scenario, students are asked to study the tenets of Islam. And critics say the materials provided exceed impartial review of another faith, extending into requirements of conversion and moral imperatives. A computer presentation utilized as part of the study of Islam includes information on how to convert to Islam, as well as verses denigrating other faiths. Oh, it's impartial, sure. According to the excerpts, under the heading, Who is Allah? Students are told, Allah is Almighty God. Allah alone is the Creator. He alone deserves our devout love and worship. Total, pure blasphemy. I mean, look at the fruit of Islam that I've just documented, just a little bit of it. And... He alone deserves our devout love and worship? Well, that's basically like saying Satan is Almighty God, and he alone is the Creator, and he alone deserves our devout love and worship. The Satanists would have no problem saying that, but this is the same thing that Islamic people do. Muhammad is described as having become disillusioned with the corruption in the city and the growing gap between the urban dwellers and the Bedouins, who are the nomadic herders. But there's no mention of his documented sex activities with a child. Who's that? Aisha. Yeah. Remember that? Married her at like... Uh, I don't know, like three or something? And then ended up supposedly consummating the marriage at like eight? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundation of Islam supposedly was Muhammad. Okay, Right? Muhammad was a pedophile. He raped little girls and called them his wife. Now, who knows what else he did that we don't know about. If he did that, if he would admit to that, imagine what he didn't admit to, which was done behind closed doors. So you wonder why the sexual activities and proclivities of this death cult are so just debauched and debased and the stuff that I've mentioned today. Well, look at the foundation. Look at their leader. Look at who they look up to for inspiration. Well, Muhammad was a pedophile. And it's okay to do that. It's okay to, you know, I, I, I've given all the quotes about them saying it's okay to have, you know, in certain instances it's okay to have sex with babies and, you know, stuff like that. I, many, many times it went over and over. It's their own writings. It's not mine. Their own clerics. It's their own imams. It's their own unholy writings. I mean, we're talking some sick, sick cookies here. Really, really sick. Really demon-possessed to the toenails. So there's no mention of his documented sex activities with a child or his penchant for beheading entire indigenous people groups. They did it in the name of love. They had to. and no choice. Love beheadings, they used to call them. 
We're such a religion of peace. We love you so much. We are going to do you the favor of separating your head from your body. And you'll thank us for it later. You will. It might take time, but you'll thank us down the road, you know. World Daily Net recently reported the Texas Board of Education was hearing concerns expressed by parents. The debate carries national significance because the influence Texas has on textbook and curriculum publishers as the only state that adopts uniform standards. So what they're trying to do is become the standard by which all other states will adhere. It has to start somewhere. You know, Texas seems to be ground zero for Muslim infiltration in the U.S. The debate carries national... um, Okay, no, I already read that. I'm sorry. Kimberly Thomas, a teacher in the Lubbock School District, calls C-Scope a joke. Identifying a ninth grade lesson that asks, asks students to circle capital letters in a sentence. Ninth grade, and you're circling capital letters in a sentence. I mean, I've heard the statistics. It's like some unbelievable statistic in America where all these people graduate in high school and they don't even know how to read. Some huge percentage. I'm like, how is that possible to get through high school and not be able to read when you graduate? I I just, I'm sorry, I cannot comprehend that. Um, So, as Thomas notes... Okay, so her department was rated exemplary by the state prior to the installation of C-Scope. As Thomas notes, C-Scope forces our own departments to undo the proven successful curriculum we have developed that gave us an exemplary rating. Again, part of it's dumbing us down. Dumb us down, dumb us down. Brainwash us, spoon-feed us garbage, dumb us down, make us automatons that just believe whatever we're told. C-Scope employees claim the software is, is designed to replace textbooks and indeed has in many Texas school districts. So it's like that analogy about, you know, the camel, if you can get his head in the tent, it's just a matter of time before his whole body's in there. If you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile. Well, this is the same thing. It's actually designed to replace the textbooks and, and indeed has in many of the school districts in Texas. And teachers must sign a gag order when required to use C-Scope in their classrooms, meaning they can't divulge anything. Who would do something like that? A, a teacher has to sign a gag order about her curriculum? The only reason they would have you sign a gag order is not because it's so wonderful and good and they don't want the... They don't want their proprietary information to get out, but it's because they have so much to hide with this absolute, total Islamic Trojan horse that's being ushered in to the public school systems. That's why. Because they're of their father, the devil, and he loves darkness, and he operates in darkness. Robert Spencer notes that this should be no surprise. What a coincidence that this curriculum would be in use in Texas, where Governor Rick Perry partnered with Aga Khan, the Aga Khan Foundation to develop a severely whitewashed, Islamic-friendly curriculum. He's a devil. He was the same ones that, said, that came out and said that the Gardasil shots were mandatory in Texas for a time, until he retracted the statement. But in the meantime, all these girls had gotten them, these young girls, and many of them died or um, became vaccine-injured. I mean... 
horrific. I reported on that great length. You could probably just key in Rick Perry in the keyword search box or Perry in vaccination to, to get that to get all the stories that I reported on. Okay, that's all we have for today. We're um, I've got some other stuff on Islam, but I just don't have time to all get into it. I haven't I haven't edited it yet. But um, anyway. I'll go ahead and end this in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I thank you, Lord, for letting us come together again to explore these end-time current events, to explore your word, Lord. I do pray, God, that you give us all eyes to see, hearts to receive, and ears to hear, Lord, regarding this type of information, that we be obedient to whatever you tell us to do. We be obedient to the word of God, that you use us mightily in the days and times to come. Uh, for your glory, that many souls would be saved through the body of Christ, that you would protect the body of Christ, Lord, the innocent, the little ones, Lord, and, and particularly in so many of these cult religions, Lord, that you would deliver them, deliver the, the, the Lord, whoever needs to be delivered, whether it's man, woman, or child, I pray to God you deliver them out of these cults, that you open their eyes uh, to the true Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to his word, that you that you reach them, Lord, that you send missionaries to these people, that, that some way, shape, or form, that their souls would be saved. For it's your will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. That you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. That the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. That you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.